our most popular product on our site is called our family emergency binder. So as this whole pandemic started to happen, we saw sales pick up of that, which on one side as a business owner is great. But on the other side, it was really emotional for me of, am I profiting off a crisis? Am I taking advantage of the situation? You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Welcome, friends. We're going to be talking about running a business during the pandemic, despite all the headlines about how many businesses are suffering. Some are doing okay. Some are doing better than okay. And in some very fortunate cases, businesses have been able to pivot and even grow their businesses. We hear, for example, about clothing companies making masks. Is that opportunistic or is that a smart business adapting to change while also serving a community need? This week's financial grown-up, Chelsea Brennan of Smart Money Mamas, saw sales of an already strong seller, a financial organization system, skyrocket as the crisis has grown. And while she was thrilled, of course, to see the sales increase, Chelsea also felt that she should balance her profit in this situation with giving back a little, maybe offer a big discount, except by helping her retail consumers, she could financially hurt her business affiliates. So Chelsea had some unexpected tough decisions. A former hedge fund manager, Chelsea is also the host of Smart Money Mama's podcast. Here is Chelsea Brennan. Hey, Chelsea Brennan, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. Bobby, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to learn a lot from you, especially with everything going on. You were the founder of Smart Money Mamas, which is a personal finance community for moms. I am a huge fan, and I've learned so much from all of the resources that you have. How is your community managing during this pandemic? I think everyone, you know, same as as everyone is a little bit freaked out of just wondering what's next. We have a lot of people that still luckily are able to work from home and so far are managing, but it's just that not knowing if the other shoe is going to drop and they're going to, you know, face layoffs. And so a lot of managing uh, what's to come. You're a small business owner. You've had to make adjustments as well and uh, make some very complicated decisions. Can you tell us a little bit about that in your money story? Absolutely. So I still think of myself as self-employed, right? As this is like my business that serves me and my family. But the reality is it's grown over the past couple of years. And we have contractors, numerous contractors that work for us. And we have affiliates that promote our product and depend on their affiliate commissions for their business revenue. Our most popular product on our site is called our Family Emergency Binder. So it's this product that fills the gap between kind of your general, you know, having the right insurance and having a will and what your family would actually need to navigate a crisis. So as this whole pandemic started to happen, we saw sales pick up of that, which on one side as a business owner is great. But on the other side, it was really emotional for me of, am I profiting off a crisis? Am I taking advantage of the situation, uh, even though the product existed long before this all happened? So my initial reaction was to discount it significantly to make sure more people got it. But I had to think through, was I jeopardizing my ability to support my regular contractors who typically work with me? How is this going to affect my affiliates? How do I communicate this to them in a way that they think this is the right decision? So something that once upon a time when it was just me would have been an easy decision to just you know slash the price and move on. I had to have a lot more conversations and think more carefully about it for several days before we made the decision. 
Right. Because we realize that so many of our businesses, even though you think of yourself as a solo entrepreneur, are actually connected to other people and their income if you have suppliers, vendors, and then on the other hand, your clients. So it can be a bit complicated. So how did it, how did it work out? So we decided to reduce the binder price by 40% for the remainder of the crisis. So we keep setting an end date on it just because it helps optically and people understand what's going on, but we keep extending it through the crisis. And it wasn't a very expensive product to start. So it was $39. Now it's $23. Um, we talked to our affiliates about the fact that like, listen, this isn't a sexy product. It never has been, right? This isn't something that people want to think about. And so if we discounted the price, if we made it super accessible, we could get it to more people and get them to take action on it in a time where even people who bought it in the past have a tendency to kind of stick it in the drawer of, <laughs> I don't want to fill this out. I don't want to think about it. I know I need it, but um, I'll deal with it later. Uh, whereas we could really encourage them to use this as an opportunity to get prepared. So everyone in our, in our affiliate group completely understood that. They thought it was a great idea. So we have been discounting it to make it to find that balance between making sure we're supporting my business and, and the other businesses that depend on the binder, as well as making sure we're helping the community as well. I think that's really great. What is the lesson for our listeners from that? How can they apply that to their businesses or to their lives in general? I think that if you're a business owner, you have to treat your business as a business. And as much as we all have that helper mindset and we want to make sure that everyone has everything they need all the time in our community, first of all, people value things more that they pay for. So I could have made the product free and I think that we would have had fewer people filling it out. We're getting lots and lots of emails of people taking action, which is my favorite thing. And you have to support yourself and the people that depend on you, your family, your contractors, your employees. So don't feel guilty about having a business through a recession, through a downturn, because you still have to to survive to keep serving your community. Right. Because if you don't make money and you don't pay your bills, those people are not going to be able to pay their bills. So it's important to remember that everything is connected. Okay. You came with a very interesting, and this is something that I never thought of and I'm going to try to do. I don't know. I have to get buy-in from uh, my teammate, but uh, your everyday money tip has to do with a one month fire drill. And I didn't really understand what this meant when you first told me about it, but now I am sold. Share it with us. Absolutely. So the family emergency binder came about because my husband is a stay at home dad who is not super involved in the day to day of the finances, right? We have regular money conversations, but he's not the one signing into accounts, paying the bills, understanding the investments. And so I was a little bit worried of if something ever happened to me, we have two young boys, the emotional difficulty for him of having to both deal with any kind of grief and learn a whole new set of skills. So one month out of the year, we call it our fire drill month. He takes over all of our finances for the month. I have to step out and be quiet, which is the hardest part. Right? Is to Does let he come him. to you for help? He does. The way we run it is that he's got to go to the binder first. So we're trying to find holes in the binder um, in the first place of like, okay, where are things that we didn't write down that we should have written down? But he does come and ask questions. The first time was a little bit difficult, right? We had a couple things that fell through the cracks a bit, but that's natural. And now we're in year three and it's gotten a lot easier, right? He, he knows when we have money conversations in the other 11 months of the year, he's more involved. He has more buy-in. And I feel like it's built a lot of comfort for both of us. So my money tip is if you have one partner in a relationship that manages the majority of the finances, or if your equal partners switch, let the typically secondary partner take over and really get some practice in case they ever have to step in because they likely will at some point, even if it's just a temporary point of you know an illness or whatever, then they have that comfort that they can do what they need to do. Exactly. Or even worse, what could happen is they could just do nothing 
And mm. that would be even scarier. And what about if people sort of share things equally, if they divide and conquer, which a lot of couples do? Yeah, I love the idea of swapping completely, right? So take over the other responsibilities. I, we see this sometimes um, with like home maintenance and childcare, right? Where one partner is the stay-at-home parent. We see, we have this in our house, except the difference is I'm home also working from home. So I kind of see what's going on. But it's letting the other partner handle what you normally handle, whether that's school routines or packing lunches or managing the auto maintenance, right? It's It's experiencing what you would have to pick up the slack on if your partner wasn't around. See, I love this idea until you brought up auto maintenance. I don't know if that's ever going to happen in my house, but it's true. And and it's good for us to think about that because I do the majority of our financial management in our family. And I love the idea of my husband maybe taking a crack at it at one point doing this fire drill, but I don't love the idea of having to do all the things that he does because he manages all the things that completely intimidate me. And I'm sorry if I'm falling into a stereotype, but they do. So I'm going to take that under advisement and report back to everybody. Yeah, we're actually working right now on a um, maintenance binder to go with the family emergency binder because we had this conversation when when my husband and I were talking about doing our fire drill. He was like, well, what if you had to call to have the HVAC maintained or no one in the car needs service? And I was like, "Mm -hmm, yep, Uh we should probably have that written down. Yeah, it's It's really true. I mean, the truth is we had a lot of stuff happening at the house we're at here, including a power outage and we had a tree fall and my husband was on it. And uh, I... I guess I would figure it out more if I had to, but I was really happy not to. So it goes both ways, everyone. It's not just about the money. It's about everything that has to get handled in the house, which is all connected to money, of course. And speaking of money, Smart Money Mamas, let's talk a little bit about that. It's a whole community. It's a blog. But you also, for example, you were ahead of your time with a virtual summit that you did, and you're going to be doing another one too. Yeah. So we have an annual summit called Mamas Talk Money that happens in October, which is a lot of fun. We talk about all areas of finance for moms, starting with mindset, going through kind of basic budgeting and debt maintenance through passion and purpose and building careers and businesses that you love. Um, So we did that for the first time last year. We had over 18,000 moms attend, which was crazy. Wow. (laughs) Um, And we're hoping to top that this year. But yeah, so we have the blog and we have a podcast, The Smart Money Mama Show, and we really want to create a place that it's comfortable to talk about money and to to dream big and connect with having a more positive money story and belief in what you can achieve. I love all that and uh, love being part of it. Tell us more about where we can find Smart Money Mamas and you and all of your social channels, et cetera, and everything coming up, anything else coming up. Absolutely. So I'm at smartmoneymamas.com and we are at smartmoneymamas on all social platforms. I definitely spend the most time on Instagram. So come hang out with us over there um, if you want to see more of what's going on in the community. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, my friends, here we go. Financial grown-up tip number one. Think about all the financial stakeholders before making a money-related decision. For Chelsea, this included not just herself and her family, but also people with whom she had business ties and of course her customers. This applies even to our families. You may want to do something with the family's money, but we need to all think about the impact it will have on everyone in our financial ecosystem. Financial grown-up tip number two, pay it forward, but also pay yourself. My bet is Chelsea's community will remember that she cut them a break during this tough time but they will also respect the fact that Chelsea made sure to take care of her own family. That will go a long way towards sustaining her business well beyond this time period. And people remember that and they're okay with that. What are you doing that people will remember? If you enjoyed this podcast, please help others learn to be financial grownups by sharing it with your friends and family. 
reviews, especially in Apple Podcasts, also help people learn more about the show. And they also mean the world to me to know you guys are out there and listening. And hopefully I'm helping a lot of you, especially in this time. I would love to hear how all of you are adapting to the new, not normal. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And treat yourself to a break once a month by getting on the Grown Up List. My team and I put together some fun and useful suggestions to live the grown up lifestyle. You can sign up for free on my website, bobbyrebel.com. And big thanks to Chelsea Brennan and Smart Money Mamas for helping us all be financial grown ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.